I'm Elizabeth. I'm Natalie. And this is Simplicity Beckons Podcast. Listen in as we pursue living intentionally by editing out the things that distract, inhibit, or diminish the very best things in this life. Because we believe in redeeming the beauty of every day and discovering the joy that can be found when you narrow your focus to what really matters. Join the conversation. Because simplicity beckons. So I am wondering if your house looks like mine currently, because after Halloween now, we have just like, I feel like candy is just like all over my house in like different rooms. And I'll find like little pockets of candy in places. Graham has like fallen in love with like playing with his candy instead of necessarily eating it from Halloween. And so he keeps building like towers and lines and I just keep finding candy everywhere. And I don't know if you guys have that problem or if my child just is weird with his candy, but we have like a Halloween candy explosion over here. That is really funny. I love that. And it's really funny that he's not necessarily eating it. He's just like building and playing with it to play with it. Do your kids do that? Or is that just like, um, I think they're probably too busy stuffing their faces with it to to be that creative. (laughs) Um, but because of our interesting little quarantine Halloween that we had, they actually did not get very much candy. Oh yeah. Were they sad about it or did they really even notice? I don't think they noticed too much. It just kind of luckily all kind of went on under the radar and they were just kind of like, Oh, okay. Like they got a little bit like, um, we had a really sweet friend drop off some little goodie baskets for them. And then, um, like the goodie bag that Mary would have gotten at her class, they, they sent home with her this week. So they got a little bit, but in the past, my daughter, Mary has been known to take it and hide it and have little yes. stockpiles in different places where she, she only, she knows where it is. And, you know, sometimes when you can't find her, it's like, okay, she's somewhere eating candy. Like, right. It's like they're little squirrels. <laughs> they just yeah. Like go and hide it away, you know, for the winter months to go find their little candy stashes. So true. So true. So yeah, this year we kind of had an unusual Halloween with, without a lot of candy. Which is probably good all the way around because I end up eating a lot of it. Um, I'm kind of one of those people yeah, where yeah. my strategy is just not to have it in the house. Right. You know, like I, right. I cannot I buy it. Yeah. But if it's yeah. there, it's like, oh, goodness. Yeah. Same here. I am definitely like the candy queen. That's what they used to call me. <laughs> girl, because I just love candy. So maybe that's where my son gets it. In the past, like there have definitely been people that I've known that are like, oh, I don't even like candy. Like it's so sweet. And like, I don't, like I can just take it or leave it. And I'm like, hmm, I actually really like it. Right. Or people that say that about desserts. I'm like, how did you inherit those genes? Like I did not inherit those genes at all because I can't say no to a dessert. Oh, honest. Yes. Well, and it's funny you're talking about dessert because Thanksgiving's this month. I can't believe we're already to November and it's, I mean, just not even this month. It's like just a couple weeks away. I know it's coming. It's coming really, really quickly. And I don't know what it's like where you are, but I feel like everybody here is like embracing Christmas. Totally. 2020 has put like a brand new spin. Our like cities decorated for Christmas 
even just tonight driving home, like so many of my neighbors, I could see Christmas trees in their windows, like they're mm-hmm. up and they're lit and they're ready to go. And I don't know if I can bring myself to do it this year. You know, like I still have to wait till after Thanksgiving to jump on that. I am, I'm ready. If I had the time this weekend, I would probably go ahead and put our tree up. So kind of a funny story. Um, so being from Colorado, you know that like the thing there is to go up into the mountains, you know, stop at Starbucks and get your peppermint hot chocolate and go up the pass into the mountains and go and actually like walk into the woods and cut your tree and find it. Favorite tradition. So Absolute fun. Favorite. So fun. Um, so where I'm at, there are no mountains and there are <laughs> no pine trees in sight anywhere. Um, so we obviously can't do that, but in the past, the past couple of years, we've gone to a Christmas tree lot and, you know, picked out a Christmas tree that way. Cause I really like the idea of having a live tree right. um, in the house, like the smell and all that. I've just, that's kind of something that like, I'm like, I want to be a family that has a real tree. However, this year, um, my daughter scout is 10 months old and she's at that stage where literally I feel like all I do all day is like dive bomb onto the floor to get yes. something out of her mouth. Like, <laughs> yes. and on the go. Yes. And my track record with Christmas trees is that I don't water them probably as often as mm-hmm. I should. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they, you know, needles fall off of them constantly. And I just have this vision in my head of like, pulling pine needles out of her mouth for the next two months and then probably months beyond that because those pine needles stick around. Right. I was about to say, if it's not in her mouth, you know, it'll be in her hair. It'll be all over her somewhere. Yeah. So I made the decision to just not even go there. And I went to Hobby Lobby and I bought an artificial tree. (laughs) Good for you. I think that's great because then you can set it up and then you have it from year to year. You know how it fits, how it works. Yeah, I think for right now, that's probably the right choice for us. Um, like I said, it's just, I don't, I feel like everything's so crazy that like remembering to water it. Oh, yeah. It's obviously an issue because it was an issue last year and then it was an issue the year before. And um, the house that we're in now has carpet and it, the pine mills mm-hmm. really are paying with carpet. Mm-hmm. So, Maybe someday we will live in Colorado again and we can go up into the mountains and do, you know, the whole enchanting tree chopping experience. But for now, I think we're just going to go with our little, our little artificial tree. It works. I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. I think it's a smart decision. It's kind of funny we're talking about all this because the holidays, it always brings up you know, kind of this topic of more, like there's more on your calendar, there's just more expected of you and more in your house. And I know we were wanting to take the time to focus on the month of November of being kind of the opposite of simply less. And how can we work against that? Because I really struggle with that, with the holiday seasons of just getting wrapped up, not only in like the more aspect, but even like the expectation aspect of like, okay, well, we're expected to go up into the mountains and chop down a tree. You know, like it's hard for me to surrender some of those and say, no, that's not going to work for our family this year. So are there ways that you feel like you struggle with this kind of idea of 
more instead of simply less? I think, um, and I know I've talked about this a lot um, on this show, and I probably sound like a broken record, but I think for me, it almost always has some sort of an ideal tied to it. Like Mm. the ideal trip up to the mountains to cut the Christmas tree and, you know, that memory and, Um, I feel like I can tend to overcomplicate things just pursuing that sort of ideal. I don't know if traditional is the right word, but, you know, I just think sometimes, like you said, you feel like there's an obligation to do things a certain way. I know something that I've heard people talking about lately is just like the expectations around like stocking stuffers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know how they're just getting more and more expensive and more and more um, kind of extravagant. And just, it's like, it's like a whole nother thing you have to budget in. It's not like just going to the dollar store or Walmart. I mean, if Santa goes to the dollar store or Walmart, you know, (laughs) the night before. (laughs) Right. Exactly. What am I saying? We're not in charge of stocking stuffers. Um, But, you know, I just feel like Christmas in general there's much more of it's about Apple watches and the latest iPhone. Mm. And, you know, it's just, it's getting more and more expensive and more and more extravagant. And I know like we're only in November. So it's like, we still have Thanksgiving and stuff like that. But I feel like my mind is sort of turning towards the holidays and kind of looking at like, okay, what does it look like to, um, to buy gifts? And, you know, what is that going to look like for our budget? And like, personally, like I've made a commitment that I'm never going to, charge Christmas, you know, like I don't want to put Christmas on a credit card. Right. Um, I want to do whatever I can to keep it where it's not going to be something that's like adding stress to the next year. But I think that it's okay to, to do the holidays. However, is best going to fit your situation, whatever's going to fit your budget. And I think that's important to remember, even like from year to year, like I have to remind myself, like just because last year we could do X, Y, Z doesn't necessarily mean this year we're going to do it. And I know I am feeling that really hard in our house this year because we just don't know when this little baby girl is going to arrive and it could easily be right about Christmas Eve is kind of like when they're looking. So it's going to be like right around these holidays. And I'm just having to remind myself like this year's going to be different. Mm -hmm. I like physically know I can't go crazy with the decorations and I don't want to be spending all this time putting stuff up with a newborn baby. And you know, it's kind of that whole juggle act of where does our money go this year? Is it going to go to stuff for her or for Christmas gifts? So I know we are definitely feeling that like tug and pull of expectations and like just the variances from year to year of what it looks like. And that's funny because this time last year, I was about the same stage that you are with my daughter Scout. So I can definitely identify with that. Like Christmas just kind of had a different, the whole holiday season kind of had a different um, center, you know, a different Mm -hmm. focus. It's like, you know, we were getting ready to have this baby. And like you said, you never know if all your plans are going to get, changed because right you're you're in the hospital or you know you just never know so how do we have a holiday season that's really centered on the things that we think are most important and you know if we can do something really special for our kids one year um as far as gifts or whatever how do we not 
have that be an expectation where they're expecting mm-hmm. something similar the next year or to top it, you know, yeah. like where do we need to be investing our time and energy? What does that need to look like? And I think it's really, really hard because I think that the holidays just get bigger and bigger and bigger and, um, you know, Black Friday just keeps going and people just keep buying. And I think it's really a challenge to try to figure out where you want your family to land as far as. I don't, I know I don't have the answer to that. <laughs> no, we go through that over here too. And that you have to kind of address with your family and just personally each year as you check in with the holidays approaching. I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to put it. Like I think to check in is a really good um, just kind of practice, like, like you said, like what major life things do we have going on? Like, like you're having a baby, that's a major transition y'all are going to be going through. And it could literally be on Christmas. You know, what, what is your budget? What state is your budget in? What, you know, stresses do you have on that? You know, this year there, who knows, there may be, um, reasons we can't travel, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's looking different for a lot of people. Um, so I think it's just, it's checking in with yourself and your situation and then just looking at how you can prioritize and make special what is available to you. We believe ordinary people have extraordinary stories and they deserve to be shared. Your story matters, and we would love to give you the opportunity to publish it. We are currently accepting submissions to share your story on our Simplicity Beckons platforms. To learn more, visit our website, simplicitybeckons.com. Lean in and be inspired. It's an honor to hear and share your story. Do you have any ideas walking into, let's just say like Thanksgiving, do you have any ideas for, um, ways that you might need to simplify or be intentional with Thanksgiving 2020? Yeah, I'm finding that, I mean, especially this week with the election and just all the things going on and it just feels like there's noise everywhere right now. I know I'm going to have to really simplify just distractions. Like, I just feel like my mind is like this constant to-do list of what I have to do to get ready for the baby and for our house and for the holidays and just, you know, what's going on in the world. And it's just like this constant noise going on that I'm really going to have to be disciplined this season to like simplify those and just like remove myself from that distraction. And I think it's going to be really hard just because it is just like constant. And I feel like it's everywhere in 2020, whereas in past years, it's been, you know, either just my to-do list or just the holidays, but it's like, I just feel like I can't escape it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something kind of like a heart issue that I'm like trying to work through of simplifying. I'd say like more in the terms of like physical things that we like literally need to simplify within our house. I'm finding that as we are preparing the nursery and just like trying to move rooms around and get Graham just recently got upgraded to an even bigger bed than the bed he was in before. And we're just trying to like get all these rooms figured out. We still, and I'm like embarrassed to say this, but I'm going to say it. 
we still have boxes that are packed from like when we first got married. Yeah. Like, I'm like, good night. We have moved these boxes how many times now? And we've never even opened them. Like I literally last night was looking in a box and it was all of our old wedding invitations. Like yeah, stacks of them that I'm like, why am I lugging this around? And it's just, you know, like finding the time. And I guess they go hand in hand, finding the time to remove the distractions so I can just sit down and like be present and go through these boxes that I know I need to go through. I just need to get rid of it, you know, but it's like, for whatever reason, I think, cause I've lugged around some of these boxes for so long. It's just like part of what we do now. And I'm like, no, we got to get like, we need the space and we just need mm. to get rid of some of this stuff. So it's been a lot of like downsizing I guess to upsize in our house right now just you know as you're like getting rid of some of this old stuff to make room for a new baby yeah it's just been kind of the you know that like tug and pull of how do I go through all this so I can get organized and just we don't need it you know it's just stuff we don't need if I haven't looked at it in these six seven years I'm not going to look at it in six or seven years from now so that's kind of where we're at. How about you guys? Do you feel like with the holidays and I know you're working and the kids are in school, is there areas that you're trying to work on simplifying? Well, it's funny that you brought up the fact that, you know, you're getting rooms arranged and stuff like that because recently we've kind of had to rethink where our kids are because um, Scout is waking up I mean, at least three times a night right now and it's getting rough. Like yeah. it's, getting, it's getting close to that point where she's going to need to be in her own room. And the best scenario for right now is that uh, my son and my daughter, my older daughter will move in together nice. and then that will leave the baby her own room. So this has been something we've been planning on doing for a while, but I sort of had this... I don't know what you describe it as this idea in my head, like, well, I mean, really, ideally we should have a bunk bed for them because then they'll have more room to play. Um, mm. But I don't know if you're like me, I feel like this is the time of year where any sort of unnecessary mm-hmm. spending is just, it's just not practical. Like you can't, right. you can't spend, like you can't buy a bunk bed when you have two perfectly good twin beds that you could use. So I feel like I'm really, getting to the point where I'm like, you know what? It's not going to look like this ideal that I have in my head, but this is what needs to happen. And we have what we need to make it happen. So while we were quarantined the the last two weeks, we uh, took my son's room apart and moved my daughter's stuff in there. And it was funny because it was almost like everything just fit like a puzzle. Like it just came together. Oh, I love that. So I'm so glad we did it. It wasn't the ideal, like the ideal would have been to have a bunk bed and yada, yada, yada. But I think just across the board, like I'm needing to let go of the idea of like, well, I mean, we'll have a more organized house whenever, you know, we live in a different house or, you know, we get the garage cleaned out or, you know, just, I think Mm -hmm. there's all these scenarios that I think have to kind of fall into place in order for things to be working the way I would like them to be. But really you can redecorate your whole house with stuff you already have. I mean, most of us can. Yes. So if you're, if you're craving that you're wanting some, you're wanting something different. 
you know, I would challenge anybody to don't go to Target, look at what you have first, rearrange that. And then if there's really something that's an obvious need or a hole, then maybe get that one thing. But I think so often we think, well, oh, I want to redecorate. So I'm going to go buy this and this and this and this, and then mm-hmm. bring it back. And for whatever reason, it doesn't work. And mm-hmm or we don't ever actually do the project. So it just sits around and becomes clutter. Right. right. Yeah. And I found oftentimes like the pieces, like if I really look through what I have and I'm like, man, just like, I don't have something to decorate this room. I lately have been finding like the perfect pieces at Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> and I can go and get them for, you know, a fraction of the price and they're still like brand new. You would have no idea they were from Goodwill. So I know I always try to hit up, there first or even yeah. Facebook marketplace or, yeah. you know, some of these ways to find stuff used if I really do need a piece. But I think I'm in the same boat you are right now of just like, I have the stuff. It's just, I need to get the organization behind it yeah. to realize I have it all because there's plenty of stuff I have to choose from. It's just figuring out, you know, how does that all shake out? And then also letting myself realize like, okay, well, this is going to be phase one of their room and maybe, you know, in six months or down the road when I have a little extra in the budget, then I can add whatever it is to the room. But it doesn't have to be like this Instagram perfect picture, like the first night they sleep in their room. And we've been going through that, even just getting Graham in his new room and everything set up of like, okay, this is phase one of probably five phases to get it how I want it to really, really look, but at least this is functioning for what we need right now. And I think, I think functioning is a really, that's a really good word for just the stage of life that we're in. Cause it's like, yeah, my ideal was that Mary would have this room and it would look this way and you know, her perfect little girl room, but it's like, really like she's in Cannon's room all mm-hmm. the time anyway, cause that's where she wants to be. So let's just, let's do, let's break away from like that ideal picture that I had in my head and let's do what actually works. And then we don't need to wait on the bunk bed. We don't need to, you know, we don't even need to change the paint color right now. Cause that's right. a lot. Yes. <laughs> I'm right there with you. Maybe the thing that tips uh, the scale into crazy, mm-hmm. you know, I really believe that it's important to pursue less. Um, mm-hmm. And I think like you were saying, I can't tell you what less looks like for your family, for your stage. And what, what, what works for me might not be what works for you. Um, I just think it's important for us to realize that even though the holidays are crazy and people's work schedules are almost always crazy, you really do have the power to set the pace. Um, mm-hmm. And you have the power to focus on what you want to focus on. And like when I had Scout last year, something that I really realized was newborn babies really need so very little. Like they don't have to have the nursery, all, all the ducks in a row. Like they really just need like a bassinet and they need diapers and they need a few outfits. And really that's, they need a car seat, you know, these are what they really need. So like, I would just encourage you to remember that you, like, if you don't get it all done, it's okay. <laughs> like, yes enjoy the holidays, enjoy Christmas with your son before he becomes a big brother and his life changes, you know, cause it's just, I don't know. I think that ugh, there's such a pull 
from the world. And now that social media is like speaking into every aspect of mm -hmm. our lives that is telling us what things are supposed to look like. And yeah, maybe for Thanksgiving, what's right for you is to go to a restaurant, like mm -hmm. big deal, like, <laughs> like big deal, do that. That's such good advice. And I feel like as we work on the balance and just like pursuing intentionality and simplicity, what I keep coming back to recently is just like, you have to have grace for yourself in every situation, you know, like as you pursue the balance and as you pursue intentionality, because we're not going to get it perfect. You know, I think it's easy to talk about simplicity and even minimalism. And it kind of goes back to what you were saying at the beginning. If you're not careful, then that in itself turns into like the ideal. And it's like that in itself all of a sudden becomes the metric for what perfection has to be. But it's like just this constant, once again, that word balance, I just keep coming back to the word balance, but it's yeah. like this constant, like you have to be able to show yourself grace in the pursuit of editing out and narrowing down because it's always going to be a process. Like it's, it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to be those phases, you know, kind of going back to the rooms. Like it's just the continual striving towards that, but like we're never going to actually reach it here. You know, I have to like remind That's so myself funny. That a lot. It's so funny that, that you said striving because I feel like I've been having that word like running through my head lately. Like, what am I striving for? Like, what is it that I'm mm. so hard to achieve? And like, I don't think there's a recipe. And that's why, like, I don't want people that like listen to this podcast to get the wrong idea. Like we think there's a recipe for minimalism or simplicity. It's like, there isn't a recipe that's going to fit every person. And I think the key is really being willing to just try different things and have an open mind. And like you said, so much of it has to be centered on grace. Like really, like we could say like grace beckons, like, yeah, I think simplicity and grace are a lot, a lot the same thing because we're just, we're overcomplicating. We're hard on ourselves. We're striving for ideals and like just all this striving, striving, striving. And at the end of the day, it's like, whew, we just need to like, <laughs> just like take a deep breath and just try to stay, um, stay centered on what's most important because it's so easy to kind of throw that off balance. Yeah. And it's daily. It's daily. It's a, yeah. <laughs> minute, <laughs> minute by minute. It's like, yeah. Whew. So for the rest of this month, we are going to be talking about simply less. And I'm excited because we have some pretty cool ways that we're going to kind of dive into the idea of simply less starting with next week we're going to hear from dana white from a slob comes clean um she interviewed with us and it was so cool and so fun to get to talk to her and her whole thing is about um reality-based cleaning and organizing so i'm excited to get to share that so make sure you come back and listen to that next week and we have some other cool stuff planned for the rest of the month too yeah, we've been so blessed to have just some really great guests come on this show. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been a lot of fun getting to talk yeah. to different guests. And I know I'm right there with you. I'm really excited for November and December and just kind of ending out 2020 and getting to start 2021 and just kind of see where all of this goes.